0: today's show on substances. Today, we're talking to a couple who have been dating for the past seven months. They are young, met on Bumble, and are both avid travelers and learners. They share a passion for good conversation and are diligent individuals working towards large goals in each of their respective fields. At the most basic level, they are a couple, but to passers-by on the street, they are more than just that. They are an interracial couple. Today, we talk to them about some of the stereotypes they are confronted with on a daily basis. Before 1967, it was illegal in Virginia to date as an interracial couple. The Supreme Court ruled in the Love v. Virginia case that the laws prohibiting interracial dating were an instrument of white supremacy and slavery. While legally it was a win, that doesn't mean that racism or holding stereotypes against interracial dating has gone away. Today couples can be confronted with stares and racist tendencies just because of with whom they choose to fall in love. Today we talk to Kelly and Anthony. Could you guys tell us a bit about yourself? I'm Kelly and I'm
1: living in the Bronx in New York City and getting my Master's in International Political Economy and Development at Fordham.
2: And I'm Anthony, I live in Denver and I work for a a large healthcare system doing healthcare administration. Very
1: cool. Yeah, and we met on Bumble, and we've been dating for about eight months,
3: and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so it's interesting. It's on audio, obviously, and so people can't see who you guys are, and unfortunately, um, <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of the topic here. We want to talk about, like, just interracial dating and, like, how it is something that, while it shouldn't be something that has issues still, it does have a variety of stereotypes that come across or something where I mean Kelly's voice to me when just in our own conversations how you are singled out is like a group rather than something that is like normal it's not something it's still looked at can you guys each speak a little bit to that i guess in general
1: yeah so i guess for me this is the first time i've been in an interracial relationship and i definitely notice even if it's not in a negative way um, just a lot of stares and definitely more attention um, when we're together. And um, I actually think I've seen that less in New York City than in Colorado, partly because New York City is so diverse and um, anything goes. I think. Yeah, that. and
2: you see a lot of more of it here. Like it definitely been in other parts of the country. Uh, so just to say, since you can't see me, see us, she's the white one, <laughs> the <black>
0: one. <laughs> uh, uh,
2: but this is not my first interracial relationship, and some of the things that I think that I picked up on, I know she hadn't before we started dating, um, but it's always something that kind of is in the back of my mind, you know, when you start dating someone. they're ready essentially for some of the things that come along with being a minority. But, you know, it's been great for us. Cause, you know, we have a very open like discussion about things like that. So it's been really good. But um, there are definitely like the stairs, like, which, I mean, you're going to get always like, I, I think even though it's getting better, there's a lot of people that aren't used to it yet.
0: Right. So. Unfortunately, with racism being ever-prevalent in our society, it doesn't exactly go away. When people see interracial couples, they immediately form assumptions and jump to conclusions about what kind of people they are or what they represent in society.
3: I mean, it is crazy. In Colorado, I think, literally the only people on the Colorado State University campus that are of a minority are on, like, on sports teams, exactly, and then it's yeah. something that it's still very—Colorado It's Colorado is so white that— it's so hard for it to not be, I think, odd for a lot of people because it, they're, they're not used to it. And it's something, it's odd, but it's also just, I don't know. It's it. the nature of it. it yeah.
2: You know, not, not all places are diverse. Like, I grew up in Oklahoma, so it's whiter than Colorado. Yeah. Uh, but it, it is one of those things that you kind of pick up on and you learn, like, you know, not everybody's ready for it, even even your friends may not be ready for it and don't really understand that it shouldn't be a thing. They don't really realize that some of their thoughts maybe about me or a relationship that I'm in may be the wrong way to look at it. Like they don't don't even recognize that it's something that shouldn't be an
3: issue. Do you think stereotypes arise from like the lack of exposure or do you think they arise from like preconceived notions based on something else?
2: It, it's a lot of preconceived notions uh, and and just lack of thought in general like I don't know that most people if, if they haven't seen one or been around one know drawer, even right? know what to think about Not it before right. they see it uh, yeah.
3: yeah that's I mean it's very it's very interesting because I think it, it obviously goes much deeper than just the relationship aspect and it's something that you confront every single day Anthony that like especially being in Colorado I mean I I can't relate to it, I never will be able to, and Kelly and I have talked about this a lot, like you can't walk in someone else's shoes, but you can
0: easily have your eyes open to it and like try to understand it. Um. The interesting part about racism and stereotypes is that when you date someone of the opposite race, you might be subject to thoughts and opinions of others that you might not have noticed before. It's the small, thoughtless actions that people take that might stick out to someone not used to handling it.
3: Yeah, so can you guys give me an example of like how you've had to confront it confront being in an interracial relationship and what you do when you have to speak up and kind of like spread awareness even though it's yeah, yeah. spread awareness. That's an odd way to say that, but I think <laughs> talk to it. For me, outside of just
1: the attention that I noticed getting Um, which didn't necessarily bother me. The first time that it really came to my attention how um, some people do have an issue with it or just maybe are more ignorant to it than anything else is, um, well, it happened when I was at work one day and the bartender where I worked came up to me and uh, started asking me. said he noticed I was hanging out with a black guy and asking who it was and I told him it was my boyfriend, and then he made kind of a demeaning comment and then asked me how my parents felt about something like that. And I was very taken aback. So in the moment, I don't think I necessarily had the right reaction, but I, w- I just said, uh, my parents like him because he's a good person. Like I didn't really understand why he had to call attention to that, why he had to say, oh, I'm hanging out with the black guy instead of like, oh, I see you're dating someone. And so I think the sad thing was that prior to that experience, I mean, I think he seems like a good guy and like I don't think he had bad intentions and I think that's almost the sadder thing is that he's just ignorant of the way his comments came off and the more that I thought about that later I remember going home and being really upset and like crying having a conversation with my dad and just saying to me it gave me a glimpse into a very small glimpse into racism that exists and the way that kind of backhanded comments or things go kind of swept under the rug and people just glance over them. And, um, I, at first I hesitated to bring it up with Anthony because I didn't want him to feel like I was like suffering on his behalf, but it was more, I think, sadness about the world we live in today and how much, um, certain stereotypes and racism does exist, even if it's not blatant. Yeah. 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 That's,
2: well, I, I remember that day because before she like before i realized anything had happened in her day i was looking for apartments and, uh, i went to this apartment condo place and i was like hey you know where's the front office and this lady was super rude she's like oh we don't we're full like don't worry about it and i was like okay well i just want to see the front office like i've got a month before i need to move yeah and she's like oh no we don't have anybody and then like as I was walking out like she let somebody else in like <laughs> but so that was kind of like my first thing and like for me and this might just be a personal thing but it's it's something that I don't really pay any mind to a whole lot because you have to live in this world so you know you're not going to change what battles everybody. are you going to yeah, fight are you, you going can't to change everybody's opinion of you you just go about you know doing the right thing uh so I told her about it and then after that I was like hey what's wrong and then she you know finally she didn't want to tell me finally broke down and told me the story and it's one of those things like for me that like if somebody was racist towards me like that's one thing but I don't want her to feel it you know if I could shelter her from yeah. it I would but it's one of those things that if you're going to name the minority it's going to come with the territory
3: right and it's something that is an everyday thing besides like the stairs it comes with those stories and people that don't really understand where their comments are coming from or even really like I don't think they have prior knowledge to or like educated enough to grasp onto like what is happening and how they say it because I do think it's a push from like the media it's a push from something else it's a push from obviously institutionalized racism that all of these things are compounded and then in turn create someone's beliefs and preconceived notions based on those.
2: Right. Well and and you know, there's preconceived notions with just our relationship in general, it doesn't just come from me, but it's also like, oh she's dating a black guy, what does that say about her? You know and those those are wrong beliefs, but you can't stop everybody from thinking of but it's also something that like I know is out there and I don't want her to have to deal with it. Right. But you know, you can't stop something. How do you
3: think you change, I mean, even though it's, like, on a small scale, how do you think you change people's opinions on stuff that's not true? Like, people are just people regardless of their religious, ethnic, like, any type of background. That's, how do you think you you start to do that? I
2: mean, I think you do it, me personally, just the person at a time, you know? Yeah. When, when we meet somebody new, or I meet her friends, or she meets my friends, like, it's one of those things where... Once you get to know me, you realize that I'm a person just like anybody else. Like I have things that I don't like. I have things that I like. Like I went to school. Like I'm not some person that grew up. You know, I'm just like everybody else, like, middle class American. But uh, but until you meet me, like if you just see me from the street, you have no idea who I am probably have preconceived
3: notions. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of our biggest problems in the world. We always think about, we never think about people's stories. We always think about, like, X, Y, and Z, and how can I get, I mean, I think we're selfish by me, by nature, (laughs) and you don't think about the background of anybody, you don't, you're just thinking. Exactly.
1: Take it at face value. I think it's a lot easier to discriminate
0: without knowing someone. Oh, yeah, the story. That's not to say there aren't some positive things about dating interracially there's the most obvious aspect of finding someone you love, regardless of skin color. But in a way, too, communities are formed based on couples sharing similar experience, and it can be easier to make friends cut from the same cloth. But
1: I think we've also noticed on another note, I think it's interesting, too, because I think in the interracial dating community, there's like a sense of camaraderie. And it's kind of funny, (laughs)
2: like, we have
1: noticed, (laughs) like, we'll go places, and whenever there's another interracial couple, like, they immediately acknowledge us they're like what's up?" like it's like we're friends and i think it's a sense of understanding that we're we both are kind of in the same boat and experiencing similar
2: um you deal with some of the same things and not just deal with them like the good and the bad yeah but but they understand it more than most people would
1: like, yeah. We've walked into a restaurant before, so anyway, we were with his brother and his brother's girlfriend. They're also an interracial couple, and we sit down at the bar, and right next to us is a third interracial couple, and first of all, we were in Denver, so everyone was like, so I was, like, <laughs> stares over at us, and this other couple was like, shook both their hands, was like, like oh, I sit said... down, man, starts hanging out with us, having yeah. a conversation. Like, yesterday on the subway, we saw this other interracial couple, and they were like hitting us up, so it is funny that I feel like there is this unspoken understanding, and kind of community that's formed um, which is neat too yeah
2: it is is pretty cool. Uh, yeah and I think
3: yeah no it's awesome and I think it's obviously in a world of 7 billion people it's it's only growing and I think there are so many things even if we're living in a political climate that is is harsh and there's still obviously so much we need to combat in this world that it there are it's something that's changing and it's
2: it's I actually thought about this a couple of days ago um, just with your background I mean you deal on a global scale and I was thinking about it um, you know it happens here more than anywhere else and here I mean America just because despite our challenges it is still one of the most diverse places in the world and so you probably don't see it as much in other countries And so I still think despite it like, it's it's still better to do it here. You know, we're still kind of leading the way in integration on a world stage. In that respect, or one of the leading
3: countries. Well, I, I I think a lot of countries so are cool. very solidified in also like their religion or certain right. things like that. So I do think the U.S. Ha- it, it is a melting pot or a salad bowl mixture of where it is. We're you wrong. know, yeah. <laughs> yeah in right. in some ways, and yeah. there is a lot of coming together.
2: What well, yeah. I, I do. Think from both sides sometimes too in the respect that you know, you may get it from the outside that people may not agree with your uh, your relationship but also, like for me, I've had it where some of my family members, extended family members, ask why, why am I dating outside of my race as well, like they don't agree with it from an internal aspect and that's it's kind of a you know, double-edged sword got it coming from both sides, where, you know, people really don't understand that it shouldn't be an issue, it's not an issue. Like, if they ever met her, they'd be like, she's a great person, you know? Like, exactly. she's worth every bit of it, but they just see what it looks like from a picture or something like
3: that. Yeah. It's interesting you bring that up, because I was, before I wrote questions for you guys this morning, I was, like, looking online, like, reading some stuff, and I read an article where it's, like, a lot of times, like, the person who is white has never had to deal with thinking about race ever like it's not something that we think about ever and then the minority is it's it's something that comes up every single day and you have to like have the conversations up front and it's it's like the first time I think that you're confronted with the idea of thinking and Kelly I don't know if it is accurate but like tell me if it is um that you really have to confront thinking about it and being like oh how would how would this happen if if I wasn't me, if I was someone else? I Definitely. I, I think it I calls
1: attention to privilege and, uh, and definitely seeing just the way that racism is underlying in a lot of different areas. And it's easy to overlook. And I think it's easy to be ignorant. And I think a lot of these people choose to be ignorant because it's easier that way. So I do think this is like a small window into racism that exists. And I think in some ways I feel like I have thought of minorities and race before just because of my experience abroad and I think being in the Peace Corps I experienced being a minority on the other side you know so for two years I was living in a community where I was the only white person and I think it's different internationally I think I experienced different connotations where people assumed I'm rich people assume I have money Um, so you know I think the racism or stereotypes that I experience are definitely different than they are here, but it did just make me think about how people were still judging me based on the color of my skin.
2: Um. Yeah, it makes sense. It, it, like for us, I think the something that I truly appreciate her for is that we don't avoid those conversations uh, when they come up or when you know that situation that happened. You know, we talked about it. Yeah. You know, we talked about it at dinner. I think Father's Day was pretty close to that night. You know, I talked to her dad after, you know, thanked him. It's, it's not a lot that you, you hear somebody say, like, you know, that happens. Like, yeah. and that's part of it. Uh, somebody that really understands. Uh, I think, you know, having those conversations is something that we can both learn about. Being in an interracial relationship together, you know, at the same time, because I don't know everything, and there's some things that, like, I haven't even thought of yet that, you know, she may encounter before I do. And and talking about those things is really important. You know, it, it makes us closer.
3: They're the one thing where people, if they're able to sit down and have a conversation, they learn something. They're open to something new. Um, something that really hits home. Have you guys seen the? what ad campaign was it where they put... It was like a beer campaign and they put a ton of people that were like opposing views and they said they would absolutely never... It was Heineken. And they had this beer campaign <laughs> where people were sit down and the whole objective was to sit down and have a beer and have a conversation. Right. And originally, they had picked people... But yeah, so interracial couples, someone who's transgender, sitting down with someone who like opposes... Gay rights, like all of these people. And then they just had a beer and they had a conversation, and then it was revealed what they were. That's and funny. it was like yeah. the conversation yeah. that was had, and then after the fact, it was like, we know them. It doesn't, it's no, nothing it's that matters. So I think obviously words are the most powerful thing and powerful between you, yeah. but sure. even better if it spreads and it is able to make an impact on a larger level, I, ultimately. I
2: think that's a good point. So I do think, like, when when I've met somebody and, and Got a chance to talk to them, and these conversations come up. It's you know you ask them those questions, and sometimes you know sometimes it's hard for a little while, but like you end up softening up, and you're like you know so why do you think this is a big deal? And you know at the end of the conversation, like, well, no, I thought it was a big deal. Yeah, you know? right. But those conversations happen. After.
1: And I think sometimes too, people are afraid. They don't know how to ask. They don't know how to talk about those things. And so I think sometimes it's it's also overcoming that and being okay, opening up and being vulnerable and asking those questions and trying to show that you want to learn, you want to understand.
3: Yeah. I I mean, I think it's, it's so crazy to think about like where your ideas stem from. And I think a lot of times, like also being an international relations major and it's something that you never think of until you have to have the conversation or you read something or you interact with someone who's from a drastically different culture and background than you. You don't you never had the option to. Exactly. And then you're like, Oh wow, I had never seen it like that and now I, I get to. I get to have yeah. a foot in the door where
2: and now I, I understand. And I think it's it's getting people to to that level where it's like, I really wanna learn about something different or I wanna learn about how your life went or how you know you got to where you are
3: do you guys have anything you want to add in or ending notes do you think our audience should know yeah, i mean i think in the end it's good this conversation is being
1: had and hopefully people listen and get to learn a little something but i also think hopefully one day it won't have to be a conversation that needs to happen because it shouldn't be different than any other
2: relationship but I, I think too it's important if you ever have the opportunity to do it, or like if your life goes in that way, don't avoid it. I think it's, it's totally worth it to be in an interracial relationship. If you, have the, you know, if that's the way your life goes.
0: Yeah. It's,
2: don't. Don't ever let anybody stop you from doing it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> we want to thank Kelly and Anthony for speaking with us, and thank you, our listeners, for tuning in. Having these kinds of conversations is where change begins and how we can start to overcome stereotypes in our day-to-day lives. Our head writer, Josephine Bush, even had a bit of difficulty interviewing Kelly and Anthony because she knows she will never fully understand racism and that her thoughts and ideas come from a place of privilege. As uncomfortable as it was, it is this kind of conversation that we at Substances think can lead to societal growth and a more dynamic future. Post-interview, Kelly and Anthony chatted privately with Josephine about watching the hit film Get Out, another movie about an interracial couple. When they went to see that film in theaters, they were the only interracial couple in the audience, and everyone noticed. Seeing that movie and the conversation they had after was what led to their dating in the first place. Luckily, Kelly and Anthony are a couple that wants to have these hard talks and address the stereotypes that the movie in particular addresses. Again. We really want to give our heartfelt thanks to Kelly and Anthony. If you have any comments or want to chat with us online, share your thoughts with us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, check out our websites at sub-stances.com, or email us at dosageofrepartheid at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you again soon.